Hey guys, welcome to the show. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a movie I'm pretty sure has never been covered in the history of horror podcasting. So hang tight, we'll be right back with you. Welcome to the J Squared Horror Podcast, where two lifelong horror fans talk all things horror. Pour yourself your favorite drink and hang out. Here are your hosts, Josh and Jake. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name's Josh. And I'm Jake. And on today's episode, we are going to be covering... 1988's. Scrooged, directed by Richard Donner. Scrooged, the Christmas horror classic. <clears throat> I do believe that this should be considered in the horror realm. Based on. We'll get into that. Okay. But first, <laughs> what would you like Whoa. to let the know, buddy? <laughs> As always, <laughs> like and subscribe. On YouTube. Pretty please. You can also find us on Apple, <laughs> Google, yep. Anchor, yep. and of course Spotify. Of course. Also on Instagram, yep. J Squared Horror Podcast, link tree in the bio, new episodes every Thursday. <laughs> every Thursday, two lifelong horror fans decide to bring you all things horror, and that includes Scrooged, starring the ever amazing Bill Murray. Yeah. Also, like I mentioned, directed by Richard Donner. You know what other movie he directed? What? What horror class he directed? The Omen. Holy shit, really? Yeah. See, he's just a horror movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that not just Scrooged, but all of the... Uh, Christmas Carol? Christmas Carol, yes, thank you. Uh, should be considered in the horror realm. We did ask it during, like, horror trivia. We did? About how many ghosts he gets visited by. So, yeah. How many ghosts is it? Four. A lot of people said three. They forget about numero uno. Yeah. The one that tries to warn them. Yeah. So, I, I, do, I do respect this movie. It has a really good a really good meaning and story behind it, obviously. That's kind of the purpose in this movie. But no matter the outcome of a horror film, ultimately you're just looking for it to invoke fear. Which everybody's level of fear is different. But I feel like if you're being haunted by three ghosts showing you all your fuck-ups and mess-ups in life and where your life is heading and who you are currently is a terrifying concept. And that is why I welcome this movie with wide open arms into the horror community because holy shit that's crazy can, can you imagine being visited by four girls but three yeah the three main the three main ones showing you your past your present and, and what your future is going to be if, if you, you continue on this path yeah i can't and that's that's one of the reasons when you uh, uh when we decided to cover this movie um you know, this movie in particular t takes a uh, slapstick, uh, humorous way 
of just, I mean, Bill Murray obviously does a phenomenal job and all the other supporting and main actors and actresses throughout this film do a really good job. Um, but I dislike his character very much. He is a piece of turd nugget. Well, let me try to uh, put some perspective on him. From what I gathered from the movie, he started out as a good guy. Yeah, but that's but not the one we get. True, but when we, when we get visited by the ghost, you see he is a good guy, but sometimes shit happens that takes nice guys and nice people and makes them not so nice. That is very true. It happens all the time. All the time. But he could have definitely stepped back and looked at his life a little sooner without being visited by some ghosts. Yeah, but he's... But then again, I'm not as successful as he is. Yeah, he's rich. He's successful. <laughs> I'm he, kind of stuck thinking about all my <laughs> decisions in life. He has the woman he's working with, who they're clearly a thing. So he has women, too. Yeah. He's got it all. Yeah. Why be nice? So he thinks he has it all. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. yeah. Do you... Um, what's your what's your favorite uh, part of the history of this character? Like, which, which part... Uh, like resonated close to you or, or, you know, kind of, cause like you say, you kind of understand like what happened and the progress progression of what happened yeah. with this character. So is there anything like from his history that you either related to or that you just clearly saw as like, even from an outside perspective, like that makes sense. Like what about his history? Um, I think from the way he grew up. Yeah. You can tell he's the kind of person, once he got any kind of success yeah, or would seem, like, important, yeah, he was going to just turn his back and just be focused on that. I mean, you know, and a lot of, uh, we, we've briefly mentioned this on the podcast before. <laughs> Obviously, this is a completely different era of people than, like, me and you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not uh, that old now, but... Um, uh, it is interesting to me that, you know, what really got him started was his, his dad. Yeah. You know, like the effect that male father figures and role models have on kids, especially the sons. Yeah. And not saying that the daughters don't have that as well. I can only speak on it from a male son perspective. But it is interesting to me that, you know, you kind of, depending on your your past, and I, we both know each other's past, and mm-hmm. that's we're not on Oprah here, but yeah, <laughs> um, I, I can understand it when the dad like throws him, uh, uh, you know, some veal and is like, "There's your Christmas present." You know how much that cost? Yeah. Do you know what that's worth? And he looks back, like when he's seeing it, he's like, "That's like an eighty dollar piece of meat." Like that was that was a good gift, and he's lying. Yeah, because no kid wants a slab of meat for Christmas. I mean, I can't speak on all, but I wouldn't imagine you'd be too stoked on that. And then the dad says, like, if you want toys, go earn them. Yeah, go get a job. Go get a job. And he's, like, six. So it is it is crazy. Like, it, it shows that, you know, as funny and as, like, comical as this movie is, you know, there are some real parts to it and things that can really hit home. I like the dynamic of him and remember her name but the woman he was seeing in the past yeah i liked her yeah that was that she was just so nice yeah that was the part that like kind of you know if if i was to look back on my past not that i had a woman like that but it's you know like the the parent shit you can work past it's just sometimes when you realize you missed out on the perfect woman 
yeah. like that could just it's a haunting fact and he had it and he knew it and still just chose a career you know being career driven and money driven and like no i'm not going to your stupid christmas party with your friends the president of the company just asked us to dinner now i will say mm-hmm. i did not like that argument from her perspective why not he, dude your friends are always there that is true they're friends. okay they will understand if you tell them that the president of the company they made those plans two months ago though yeah but this like he says this guy doesn't make plans two months out you he says jump you say how high and if he's inviting you to dinner with his wife and you and your girl? Well, I think it just it comes from what's important to you. So I guess to him it's his career. To, to be able to solely keep food on the table. He has a job. He's a dog. Frisbee? He has a job, yeah. He's, he's Frisbee the yeah. dog. He doesn't want to be in that suit sweating. And your <laughs> girlfriend should know that that's not the life that he wants. If you really understand this man, he doesn't want to be Frisbee the mascot dog forever. He wants to progress. So I guess for him, she was the one that got away. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, she, she didn't get away. He, he let, well, yeah, he, he, he let her go. He let her go. But he, their, their dynamic was weird. How so? You know, because he did what he did, and then was super successful, and then she just kind of stayed where she was. Was not very super successful. Success is in, you know, it's relative. It's what your personal definition of success is for her is helping people. Yeah, and no, she got I, to do I definitely that. get that. Yeah. But I'm I, you know, in the 80s were a completely different world, you know. Maybe you could maybe you could have that job and make it. I'm just looking at it from a 2022 perspective. Yeah, you're not you don't have an apartment in New York or wherever they are. I think they're probably in New York. Yeah, now. it's a safe assumption. Bill Murray's always in New York. Yeah. <laughs> And always with Ghost. Yeah. In New York. <laughs> ghost in New York equal Bill Murray in a successful movie. Um, I loved the dynamic of Bill Murray's character and the Ghost of Christmas Past. I, I loved it. It was so, like, I love, that's one of my favorite depictions of that ghost. Really? Ever. Like, I just like, he's the taxi driver. Grows teeth. He's a, he's a jerk. He, like, <laughs> won't let him walk <laughs> through the door. It's just, like, it's really good. Obviously, the least scary of the ghosts, but like what he's showing you is intense, and that's where like you know you don't have to get too too deep here. Mm-hmm. But if you were to think about what the ghost of Christmas past would show you, uh-huh. where do you think he's taking you? That's a very good question. Um, the ghost of Christmas, I. Pass. I think if he was to take me someplace, he would take me to. I wouldn't be a kid. I think I'd be older. I'd probably be right out of high school. Yeah. And he would take me back to when I was working a shoe carnival. Mm, good old shoe carny. Yeah. And I decided to, like, just quit my job. Yeah. And literally locked the door and took the key to the store and put it under the mat <laughs> and went home for the night. That's your that's your 
that's your moment. Yeah, because one, it was a very risky decision to make. Obviously. And two, the very next day, I got the job selling cars. Ooh. It was like a definitive moment in my life. Yeah. Yeah. The very next day? The very next day. Jeez. Because that night, I drove past the dealership, and I saw there was a now hiring sign. You're like, I'll see what this and is I about. And I literally pulled over, and on my phone, just applied for it. Yeah. And the next morning, they called me. Here you here you are. Yeah. Over a decade later. <laughs> we didn't have to admit that. Yeah. He's a very successful car salesman. But it's, I don't know. Yeah, what about you? Oh, man, there's like a billion. There's so many different parts of my past. Yeah, I feel like the least. I just feel like I could, my ghost would just smack the living shit out of me. I don't, I don't, I didn't, I never really thought clearly. Me neither. That's why I try to think of something positive to say. Yeah, because there's there's definitely plenty of horrible stuff. Yeah. And, you know, from kids to teenagers to adults. But, um,. I don't know, because, like, there's just too many. I, I should have just, like, like, when when I thought about joining the military, like, I should have just been like, yeah, you know, when the my girlfriend at the time told me it was her in the military. You chose her? Her. Yes, the dumbest decision of my life. I'd be almost retired. Full bennies. Get it for love. It didn't work out. So? <laughs> That was the worst decision of my life. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just, you know, you you think back, and it's like that probably could have been my potential moment of not being as tight financially. You wouldn't I be am. here right now. I guarantee that. That's very true. Yeah. So there's, of course, but that's the whole thing that, like, obviously, like, decisions alter the course of everything. It's yeah. like the butterfly effect is, you know, when you go and start messing with the past and the domino effect that could happen. But if, if, if yeah. like everything could stay exactly almost how it is now, especially like the people I have in my life and like the things that I get to do in life. Yeah. It would be nice to have that, <laughs> that military pension coming yeah. in, man. Like imagine like eight years or seven years from now, I could just sit and podcast and collect a check from retirement. Yeah. Uh, I, I also have the chance. I think it was right before I said selling cars. Yeah. I was going to join the Air Force. Yeah. You're smart enough. I definitely would have been like Army Infantry. And then I was like, eh, I think I'm good. Yeah. And then when I was like 24, after me and that girl like finally ended it. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to join again. Like, You're too fat. And I was like, yeah. cool. <laughs> but I get it. It's crazy because, <laughs> so this is something. Okay. I don't think my mom knows this story either. Oh, shit. Here we go. We're diving. This is over. Right. So I, <laughs> I think I was... 23? Uh-huh. Hey, 24. I was going to move to Michigan. I know. For why? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. You don't like the cold, bud. I applied for a job there. Okay. I got the job there. I quit my job here. I was going to move to Michigan. Holy shit. Yeah, I was like super serious about it. Yeah. I was going to break my lease. Yeah. And I was going to sell the car that I had. Yeah. I was going to go sell it to somebody. So I'm on the way there, meet with the guy, and we're talking. Yeah. You know, just a regular conversation. And he asked me, you know, pretty much why I want to, why are you selling the car? What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I'm going to just move to Michigan. 
<laughs> you know, I'm working at the Jeep store. Obviously, Chrysler Jeep is huge in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, that's where like the hub so, is. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go. Yeah. He said, "Do you think there's anything here left for you?" Like in Virginia? Yeah. And I thought about it. I said, no, I don't. That's why I'm ready to move. <laughs> got my kid. I got a good job. Yeah. Nothing else really tying me here. Yeah. I can make trips back and forth to see friends and family. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So something, he was going to get a check from Navy Federal, so we drive to Navy Federal. Yeah. So we're driving there. And we're still talking, 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 talking. He comes out, and I guess he says some error with his account. He couldn't get the check. Oh. I said, well, how long will it take? I'll just give it to you. And you can just mail me a check. And he said, you're that pressed to leave? Yeah. I yeah. Am. I got to get out of here. Yeah. I hadn't talked to my mom about it. Goodness. Friends, yeah. family, nothing. I was just going to. Middle of the night, pack him and leave. Yeah. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I changed my mind. You don't know why. I really don't. There's the ghost of Christmas past, bud. Because the next day, I guess his account shit was fixed. And he called me. Yeah. He's got the money. You still want to sell it? And I was like, no. I think I'm going to stay. I think your ghost would take you there, too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think I'm going to stay that night. I went back to the dealership. They gave my job back instantly. I had to find a place to live at. But yeah, that's, that could yeah, be a little yeah, tricky. But yeah, yeah. My, my job, I got back. Yeah. But yeah, for whatever reason, in that moment, I was like, something's telling me I got to stay here. And now, six years later, I don't know why I did it, but I'm still here for some reason. Hey, man, we both are. Yeah. I had, it's crazy because when I was, it was a couple years ago now, I just started at Terminex. So five or six, seven years, six, seven, six years ago, I'd say. And my granddad had met a guy through his church who was going, who wanted to interview me for a job. Mm-hmm. And I was at a point where I was kind of the same. Now, I don't have a kid or anything like that. So it was like, <laughs> I ain't got jack shit tying me anywhere. And I was like, I, I, you know, maybe I need a change of scenery. You know, I've, I've kind of had my, my best and worst moments all within this 757. Yeah. And so I'm at Terminex. I'm a I'm a pest technician at the time and I just gotten the nod to go to sales. And I was kind of like, "Eh, you know, I don't know. I'd been I'd been doing it for I, I wasn't in a pest technician. I'd been doing sales for a couple of months. So I just made that transition. Okay. And I still wasn't sure on it, you know, early in sales, you, you some people are like naturals, but I was working through my shit. Not making as good of money as they said I would make. As a pest technician spraying bugs, I was making more. And I was kind of hitting this, like, I don't know, man. You know, it's like, yeah, cool. They, like, had the faith in me. Anyway, so this guy called me and was like, hey, I I do uh, weld inspections. You basically do, like, ultrasounds almost on welds to make sure they're up to code. Yeah. I was like, cool, man. Like, so tell me about yourself. Can you like be in a vehicle all day? I'm like, dude, that's what I do all day. I was like, I sit in a vehicle, I have paperwork, I got that. He's like, cool, man. Are you organized? Of course I told him yes. <laughs> Are you punctual? Of course I told him yes. <laughs> you know, all the typical lies you do on a job interview, you know? Are you a team player? Well, it sounds like this job's pretty alone, but yeah, sure, why not? 
yeah, I'm a team player. And so we're like working through it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I think this is going really, really well. Yeah. It's going to get me into Raleigh, North Carolina. I'll travel some, but that's where he's hubbed out of. Like that's where he's out of. And I was like, cool, man. And then he's like, oh, real quick, how do you feel about heights? Anybody that knows me knows <laughs> anything over 20 feet, and that's str- that's a stretch. Technically, anything over like a step stool, it's a little much for me. And I'm like, I mean, you know, depending on the safety equipment, you know, real professional ends. Yeah. You know, if we're up to OSHA codes, you know, we're harnessed <laughs> in over six feet. I know the rules. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, uh, what about like a cell phone tower? <laughs> a cell phone tower? I said, a, a what now? He's like, yeah, like 200 feet. I'm pretty sure Apollo's chariot comes in around that. <laughs> I'm buckled into a seat. <laughs> Screaming because we're rolling down the hill, right? And I'm like, look, dude. Yeah. And he's like, all right. You said, yeah? I was like, well, how often? He's like, well, it depends. On? Depends on what? He's like, so you're not too comfortable with heights. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be completely honest with you now, bud. I'm not the best. So if I could be like your ground level weld inspector, yeah. I'm your guy. He's like, no, I totally get that. I appreciate you being honest with me, man. Like, let me let me let me do a couple more. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Didn't get this one. Yeah. And I remember I'm like sitting on a bed, like Indian style. Mm-hmm. Like having this phone call interview where I'm just like profusely sweating, like yeah. he's in front of me. Yeah. And he's like, look, man, I, I really appreciate your honesty. Like, thank you for being honest. Because that's a big deal for us. Like, imagine if we hired you in the second job, you're going up a cell phone tower. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah, that's that's what crossed my mind when I was like, yeah, I like lights. Um, and so he's like, I'll, you know, I'll see what else is out there and I'll get back to you. Then he calls me. He's like, you got the job. And I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah, it was like a week later. Uh-huh. And he's like, why? I'm like, it's kind of tricky. You know, I'm I'm kind of nervous about moving my entire life. I'm being honest with the guy. Yeah. And he's like, dude, we got you. He's like, just get down here. We'll figure it out. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Didn't, right? A couple years passed by. Uh-huh. He has a Norfolk region open. And yeah. he's like, bro, got you. I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm good. And he's like, um, <laughs> I'll get back to you. He's like, you know that like, like I called you and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty crystal clear. Yeah. My phone rang and I answered it. And it was and you. It was you. <laughs> and he's like, you, you, you really don't want the job. I was like, nah. I'm like, cause you're going to be wanting me to check out what in Norfolk cranes. He was like, yeah, no, dude, <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen. He's talking about like, the tops of warehouses and he's like yeah you just kind of walk across them no dude i'm not gonna be good all right i'm gonna and i'm carrying equipment that's like an ultrasound machine like dude no and he's like how would you feel about confrontation if a welder's like i did it right and you know he did it wrong i got that shit in the in the bag dude look here you didn't do it right so you told me you didn't want the job (laughs) yeah and then he called me and then he called you because he opened uh, Norfolk, which told is where you, we you again didn't want the job. Yeah, and then he gave you scenarios of what would happen. Yeah, he was he really wanted me. He said he loved me. Well, no, 
He said he really appreciated my honesty and thought that I would fit his company very well. Okay. I decided to stay with bugs for a little bit longer, man. Yeah. <laughs> Crawling under houses and shit. So I think that would be another moment that uh-huh. I might go back to. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, present you? As far as? Who you are now. Like, how do I feel about myself? Like, if you were in that, if you were in Scrooged. Oh, um. I <laughs> <laughs> was like a, a therapy session here. Oh. <laughs> I mean, almost. This movie's very, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. How I feel about myself now. I feel like I'm great. You're I, great. I feel like there's nothing to where I would need to, I guess, question how I handle situations. Yeah. Or how I treat people. Yeah. Yeah, people treat me maybe, but yeah, <laughs> how, we have no control over that. Unfortunately, yeah, but how I treat them, I think is fine. It would be interesting though to be able to like be in rooms with people, hear, hear them, what they're saying, hear them about talking you. about yeah. me, yeah, and see how they truly feel. Yeah, I do. That, you know, in that the, the, in this movie, he it's his brother's house, right? Yeah, yeah. But his brother loves him though. Brother loves him to death. His brother's people's not big fans. Hmm. As they shouldn't be. I like how he gets mad that he got the v- VHS player. <laughs> I didn't do that. I got him a towel. <laughs> it's like you're still, like you're clearly still having to work through this yeah, whole situation. Yeah, you're still a piece of shit, yeah. but you're work in progress. And then he also, it was the um, the guy that gets frozen, right? Yeah. The homeless guy. Yeah. That really shook him yeah. to his core. Only thing I don't like about the movie is how they make it seem like Love like cures all type of thing. Love's fake. What? Yeah, yeah. What do you <laughs> like? True love, like you see in the movies, that shit does not exist. Ask anyone. It's fake. It's a ploy. Love is a ploy. Love is a ploy, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, you can like choose somebody and like work through shit, and like, yeah, of course, like even in movies, like people work through shit. Yeah. But, like, that, what happens in this movie, that would never happen. Well, yeah, it's a movie, but you said love in general is a ploy? <laughs> I mean, like, that fairy tale shit. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, like, I love people. Like, I have genuine compassion and love for certain people in my life. Okay. I don't deny that one bit. Yeah. But the shit that's put in front of you on a TV? Mm-mm. Like, these, like... Do you feel like there's like like in this movie that clearly it was like that one person for him? Yeah. Do you really think we each have one person that we're supposed to be with? Honestly? Yeah. I do. I can't. So <laughs> I can't believe that anymore. Why not? It just doesn't seem it's just it, well, it's just the the world we live in, A. It's a shit shoot. Well, here are my thoughts. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, so. I don't care if we get four views. This is just a good therapy session. I feel like <laughs> for every person out there, yeah, there is someone for them. Now, is it going to be who you're with for the rest of your life? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. But I feel like over the course of your lifetime, you do meet that person who's meant for you. You guys may just be friends. Yeah. And never cross that point. Yeah. You guys may get together and actually fulfill what you were supposed to. Yeah. Or 
you meet, and for whatever circumstance, something happens and it doesn't go anywhere. So you definitely believe in right person, wrong time. One thousand million percent. I can, yes. I, you know what? I can agree with that part. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I'm like over three on those. <laughs> well, I don't know if you have that many attempts at it, but generally, you have one or two people you meet throughout your lifetime. You yeah. feel, you know, this is it type of thing. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. For some people, will fight for it. Yeah, and. Yeah, I don't. Other people just cower. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like at a certain point, yeah, you gotta give up. Oh yeah, it sounds you know for sure terrible, but you gotta say no. You well, right, no, it. it's not giving. It's protecting yourself from the impeding doom that you know is going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm. You can. You, I've you, been around enough. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I mean, you may have like an every I, time. You may have an idea. You're pretty sure. But you don't know for a fact how the outcome is going to be. Yeah, but if the person starts showing you certain things, then mm-hmm. yeah. You know there's impeding doom no matter how much you try to look past yeah. it. Yeah. A wise man once said, when someone shows you who they are, believe, believe them. It. Yeah. Believe it. It's and I know that's something I personally struggle with. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. And I will defend them till the end of time. Yeah. But I feel like now that I've gotten older. It's changed. I realize sometimes you got to let go. You know, I was wondering how this episode was going to go. I didn't think it'd go down this road. I, You know, part of me was like, mm, it could. Because we've definitely both been through a lot in life. Yeah. In this movie, as fun and as enjoying as this depiction of it is, ultimately, it sh- it, it should open up that conversation because it will show your growth like we don't have to necessarily go through the three ghosts four technically in order to watch the movie and then reassess yourself yeah that's that's the deepest this is the deepest episode we've ever had yeah and it's on a christmas movie meant to cause joy and laughter yeah well it does make you reflect it does as well and i feel like so i watched it twice i watched it Sunday night when I yeah. left here. Yeah. And I watched it again yesterday. Yeah. When I watched it Sunday night, I just watched it for enjoyment. No big deal. I watched it last night, you know, a few drinks. Yeah. And I was like, really like thinking. Yeah. I didn't like that. I almost, almost decapitated myself last night. So <laughs> I very really have ice in my house, as you know. Yeah, dude. You str- I'm, I'm worse, though. Really? On having ice? Oh. Go get a cube right now. So, <laughs> so I open the fr- freezer door, getting the ice out. Whatever reason, instead of taking it to the sink, I just stood there and started to pop the ice out. Yeah. One piece fell. I bent down to pick it up, <laughs> and I sprung back up, but the door was still open. Ooh. It hit me in the back of the neck. <laughs> I slowly slid down, <laughs> and I'm sitting on the floor thinking, so my head is gone from my body now, right? <laughs> I'm just seeing from like my head's point of view. My body yeah. probably standing back up again. Yeah. It's Still trying thing. to crack ice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Your body's just like, damn, this ice yeah. cube tray. <laughs> Your head's just rolling. <laughs> I, I sit on the couch and it's it was right when they're getting towards the point where it's the ghost of Christmas future. Oof. And now I'm like, 
my head hurts, my neck hurts. Obviously. I'm deep in my fucking feelings all of a sudden. Yeah. Still good, though. Good movie. No, it is a, it is a good movie. And <laughs> whatever you get out of this movie shows you where you're at in life. <laughs> and clearly the J-squared horror guys got some, some therapy that's needed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Because we're here talking about it in front of all oh. of you guys. So the ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. I mean, it shows him obviously. He dies. Yeah. Well, we all die one day, but. Yeah, but it shows that nobody was there. Nobody cared. Yeah. Even his brother was like. Mm. He was there, though. Holding him down. Yeah, dude. That I think that's the ghost I'd want to see. Least. Why? I, I don't, I don't want to know. How your life turns out? No. I know it's not. No, it's not going to be good, man. <laughs> and I'm a decent person. A wise man once also said that choice, not chance, determines one des- one's destiny. So I feel like. Wow. Yeah, I don't know who said it. My mom told me that in fifth grade. And you've never forgotten. Never forgotten it. She has, like, the paper that she, I guess, found it from. Yeah. Still to this day, taped to the refrigerator. Man. Yeah. She but uh, the same refrigerator since she, you were in fifth grade? No, it's a new refrigerator. She just took it off and put it on there. <laughs> Damn. My mom didn't throw many things away. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, sorry. So I feel like, you know, you see your future, your present self. Yeah. You kind of have an idea how things are going. You know how your life, how you want it to turn out. Just try to make good choices. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... <laughs> I would want to know. Like, yeah, show me. Show me what happens. You want to know what happens? Yeah, I feel like... like Can't you imagine seeing your funeral and there only being, like, a person? No, that wouldn't happen. Like the, Paul, like the, the just the casket, like, lowerers? Like, that's, like, nobody else? Damn. That's what I'm saying, man. To, that wouldn't be you, though. I'm just saying. Like, it... it for, for anyone? It's possible. He, well... He was technically he was, anything is possible. Yeah, he was man. he was very well known. That's what's crazy. I'm not that well known. I mean, for all we know, people, I'm not the president of a. For all we know, they people have died already. A lot of. I mean, maybe, but still, like he wasn't that old. Yeah, that's true. he was the youngest president in IBM history, or whatever the name of that. I would ask my future self if I could talk to him. Three questions. Okay. One. Do the Colts ever win another Super Bowl? Yes. Statistically, they have to. No, they don't. Yeah. Why? They're not going for a 60-year drought, bro. It's possible. There are teams now that have never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> true. So it is possible. But not the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I hope not. That's number one. That's your most important question? Strangely enough, yeah, it does. I, I respect it. That's my first question I would ask. Yeah. Two. hey, hey. hey. One question. Yeah, one question. One question. <laughs> Colts, Super Bowl, yes or no? Let me know. And then you disappear and you never get to know. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'll just sit through these terrible fucking seasons the next six decades and we'll see what happens. Woo! Six decades? Damn. Yeah, 60. I'll be like 90-something years old. Don't don't let me be that old, dude. If we're still friends, kill me at like 52. 52? Yeah, plenty of life lived. Okay. All right, what's question number two? Question: Do I ever get married? Oh yeah, 
I just want to know. Yeah. It doesn't have to work out. No, you're does, definitely. Does it ever happen? Yeah, you're getting married. Is it like a Vegas wedding? Is no. Like, is it like a green card wedding? What is it? Doesn't it happen? Green card. Let me know. <laughs> she just needed citizenship. I'm about that life. Here, I'll help you out. <laughs> just the nice guy I am. You would, you're definitely getting married, man. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not. Yeah, you are. No. You don't think so? You ever want to get married? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if I agree with the idea of marriage anymore. Not being faithful to one person for a long time or a lifetime. That I don't care. But just like the whole ceremony esque thing, like, uh, like why does the church have to be involved in my life? Why did why does all that stuff matter? Yeah. Did you go to the courthouse or something? You're still, still married. Yeah, you're still married. It's still like a it's a it's a religion based principle at the courthouse. No, just marriage in general oh. is a religion based principle. Hmm. I don't know. When I was growing up, that was like that was like I was like yeah, that's all I wanted was to get married. Yeah, and that sounds very feminine. I mean, you weren't like I don't feel like it's I wasn't like dreaming of the dress. Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking feminine. You ever watched that show, Say Yes to the Dress? No. Okay. Never. All right. But, yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I loved the idea of one person picking me yeah. for being like, that's the motherfucker I want to be with for the rest of Dude, my life. Dude, that can still happen. I know, but like that, uh, I'm <laughs> positive 30. Okay. You've seen me talk to women in public. I it's have. Not, it's, not, it's not a pretty sight. It is not, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> And so I think that, like, ultimately, like, I've probably let, like, decent ones just, they ask me a question trying to open it up, and I'm like, no. Yeah, well, decent isn't what you would marry, I wouldn't think. I'm just saying, we don't know, because I don't even get to that point. I mean, for all you know, they could loop back around in your life. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I'll, I'll still just no. strike out. I told you last time we were out of the bar. You never know. You could be sitting there one day. Woman just walks in. It literally happened that night after you told me that. That was so crazy. And I still messed up. Fumble on the play. You're right. Just horribly. But it's okay. At the place we were at, the the amount of our aged, attractive women that come in there, very few and far. There's a table full of them. Table full of them. We are walking outside to smoke a cigarette. One of them stops me. Yeah. Hey. And I just managed to fumble the bag. Like, she even mentioned my favorite killer. And I'm like, man, <laughs> what is it to you? And I was I mean, this pretty is much. Yeah. This is messed up. But this, this podcast is just taking on its own identity here. So I was, this is going to sound really pathetic. I was having a conversation with my mom, right? Okay. And I was like, mom, <laughs> I think I'm stupid. And she was like, yeah, but why? And I'm like, I explained to her the situation uh-huh. because it was twice that day. It was the girl at the coffee shop. Yeah. And then we talked about that, yeah. the other situation. And mm-hmm. then I walked into this one. So I should have been well prepared true. for whatever was thrown my way this, that night. This is true. Yeah. Yes. So I think, and this is, I don't want to, I'm not like trying to get pity cards or anything here, but I feel like I'm going to be the ass of a joke. Anytime somebody attractive talks to me. So I beat you to it. Like, nuh-uh. Yeah, so. I'm going to look super stupid in front of you anyway. 
Yeah, so I was standing right behind you. Yeah. And, dude, it was hard to watch. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. But she wasn't trying to be funny or anything. She was asking yeah. a genuine question. Nope, nope, just swinging a mess. And you're like, nope, don't sell these. Okay. I really didn't. I tried. I tried. Did you bit. know? A little bit. I don't think you tried. No. I, I feel like you were trying to burn through that conversation to go outside. I, I mean, you were I was, trying to end as quick as you could. I was craving a cigarette. Don't get me wrong. But... Yeah, man. <laughs> there is no explaining my failure at talking to attractive women. It is what it is. So if you guys just want to like hear what happened, she says, hey, I turn around. Jake's right behind me. I got my wingman. I got the conversation was brought to my attention. And she goes, do you guys sell that jacket? Now, the jacket that I'm wearing, the jacket in question is a Levi signature Friday the 13th jacket that I got. It's a jean jacket that I got from a convention, the Scarefest. Yeah. It's a dope jacket. I look great in it. She goes, hey, <laughs> do you guys sell that? And I, because I'm wearing the J-squared horror hoodie, still available, um, <laughs> <laughs> underneath said jacket, I go, no, we sell this hoodie. Pop open the jacket a little bit, show the logo. Then another girl at the table goes, oh, you guys have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, I love true crime podcasts. And then I go, yeah, there's about 8 million of those. We just do our own thing. (laughs) (laughs) And the other girl goes, yeah, well, you know, I like the jacket, but I'm more of a Michael Myers fan. I still have redeeming conversation happening. And I go, yeah, no, we just sell this hoodie. And that's it. (laughs) <laughs> that is how I talked to a table full of pretty ladies. <sighs> you know, it'd be like that when uh, <laughs> you just suck at talking to, to attractive, attractive people, man. I'm sure we have attractive fans you're talking to right now. Yeah. Don't comment because I will fumble the bag in front of all of you. Yeah, it sucks, man. And there's a plethora of other examples that we 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 won't even go into that you've you've witnessed and seen yeah. and heard and read. And yeah. But you know, yeah, my go- my my ghost of Christmas present would be like, "What is wrong with you?" And I'd be like, "I don't know, dude. I really don't. I think I would be haunted more by my ghost of Christmas present." He's like, "Dude, just go to the bar right here. Look, look, they're they're flirting." Nope. I could I, I I can hold great conversations. I'm a good talker. I'm a good listener. Just hard to tell when it comes to pretty people. I just suck. I can't do it. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, you know, sometimes these things happen. But the what <laughs> the moral of the story? More story is like <laughs> she told him in the movie. So that's a regret that you have. The best thing about regret. You can learn from it. You can always go back and fix it. How can you go back and fix that? For the future? <laughs> Not with that table. Clearly, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, walked by a few more times. No conversation at all that. But was said. for future reference. We had hope. Yeah, I feel like whether it's women, relationships, work, 
friendships, whatever, you learn from past experience. And you know, hey, if this thing happens again, I'm going to do it differently this way. Do you ever feel like the trauma of, like, one specific, like, super shitty thing just, just always outweighs anything that could potentially happen? Nope. You are way healthier in your head than I am. I'm just a very optimistic person. Yeah, realist. Probably, yeah, probably optimistic. I'm a very much a realist. Yeah, I mean. Like, the reality of that situation is why I handled it the way I did. Yeah, well. These girls aren't interested in me. Okay. I wasn't optimistic and going, they could be. Yeah, that's crazy. This random stranger just stopped me and asked me about a jacket. Maybe she really liked the jacket. And the person, the whole situation. The person sitting across from her knows who we are and knows we have a podcast. I wasn't trying to get that deep into the situation, but here we go. They're not listening. Who cares? That's true. It's 45 minutes. Yeah, who gives a shit? We're just just having a conversation with ourselves here. Yeah, at this point, yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is pretty much a bar conversation just right now here. It's great, though. It's going to be crazy listening to it. We know what we talk about. It's yeah, all, it's all the same shit. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, we 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 definitely have really good conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's That's not like started the podcast. It's not like an abnormal thing we wouldn't talk about. Something. No, yeah, no. it's like, like a would, typical. You would hear this at the bar. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, but being an optimistic person, do I feel like it's gotten me anything in life I wouldn't have had if I was more realistic? Probably not. But makes you feel better. It does. Gives you more excitement. Yeah, it gives more hope about things. Because the moment, like I said numerous times before, the moment that hope and potential of something happening is gone, I give two shits about it. Yeah. I have no energy. I won't put anything into it. It's like dealing with a different person. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. You are a immovable force. Yeah, because once it's a definitive, hey, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. Why put effort to it anymore? Yeah, that's, you know? that's very true. If I know I'm not getting this job, I'm not getting this promotion, yeah, I'm not coming to work anymore. <laughs> I'm going to find something else to do. Yeah. There's no point. It's crazy how how, how easy you can get jobs, though. I, I, I interview pretty well. I do, too. Oh, I think I do. I interview pretty well. I've always told I did, but I don't get the jobs. It just sums up my life, honestly. I mean, you probably interview well. Maybe someone else is more experienced. Usually. it's usually, It used to be sales experience that used to yeah. get me, which now I have... Five years of. Yeah. Um, I know my mom would say when I was growing up that I'd see the world with rose-colored glasses on. Oh, that's sweet. But I I think probably in the last few months. <laughs> You've just been my friend for too long. <laughs> no. For the last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruining you, Jake. The last few months I've tried to see things more realistically. Because I know. A healthy combination of both is what's needed. Yeah. Of optimism and realism. The optimism to keep you excited, the realism to protect yourself. Yeah, but I don't feel like I should be on the defense at all times. I am. Yeah, you shouldn't be, though. I know. I shouldn't, but I am. You have to open up your mind. Open up your heart to things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. You're not wrong. I I think you should. Yeah, I mean, it shows in this movie. Oh, yeah. Maybe. If you if you if you decide to be a better person, whether it's just to be a better person or to financially do it, you know, just be that person. Yeah. And I think, like you said, like I said, you have to be a little bit of both of the optimism 
and realism. I think now in my life I see that. You have to. And that's why, like I said, there are certain people and certain things in your life you have to just shut down. You got to shut oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to protect yourself. It's not good for you. Fuck it. Stop it. No matter how painful it is. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times it'll suck. And we've both been in those situations. Yeah. Um, All right, but on a more positive note, what you got? Do you want to? You want the knock knock joke? Sure. <laughs> Is it good? I think you're laughing already. So yeah. I think it's good. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Yoda lady. Oh, I heard that. You're who? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you yodeling? <laughs> that was good. You know what's so crazy? When you mentioned you had a knock knock joke, uh-huh. I was going to tell the exact same joke. No. I was. Anyway, were you? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Meta. Meta who? Meta force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> that that once won me a free coffee at a coffee shop. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The rule was to say a knock, knock joke that makes the baristas laugh. And that was it? That one got them. That mm-hmm. one got them. They weren't expecting that. Yeah, okay. That was good. Yeah. You got any dad jokes? Nope. What? I got nothing. All right, come on. I already said two knock knock. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, what do you rate this movie on a scale from one to ten? Eight and a half. Seven. <laughs> are there <laughs> are there other versions of a Christmas Carol you like better? Oh yeah. What are they? The uh, cartoon one with Jim Carrey, the animated one. I love that one. Okay. All right. So I will say this though: the worst is the one that just came out this year. With Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds doing a musical. I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds fan. You aren't. And I respect that after this atrocity of a movie. So I had no interest even seeing that movie. It was bad. It's called Spirited, I think. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Me and my mom watched it, and it was uh, painful. I know a lot of people like it, through. Like a Muppets Christmas Carol. No, I like the uh, animated one with Jim Carrey, man. That's the best. I don't like any of the like the old ones though, man. Oof, they're a hard watch. Like what he's joking while making it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't get it. Okay. I've also never read it. I've never read it either. Nah, it's way too many words. You guys know about my book theory. <laughs> they're good to have on the shelf, not good to read. <laughs> I honestly don't know what this was but i had a good time doing it with the episode yeah yeah it, it took a turn are we gonna release it you don't have to whoa why not i mean you, you don't me. want people to you don't want people to dive into our brains with us no one gives a shit but yeah i would say hey. they don't whoa they don't they care about the movie which is good yeah, maybe we'll just get clicks on that, and as soon as they start hearing about us, like, oh, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, this is this this podcast makes no sense. This is a therapy session. It turned into one. It did. Who cares? I feel like that's what I. I honestly feel like that's what podcasts are, though. Therapy sessions. Just uh, whatever happens. Just open conversation. Yeah, got it. Okay. And if it turns into this, it turns into this. All right. Um. Is there anything you want to tell your future self before you go? Uh, be more optimistic. Oh, wow. Hmm. How about you? Nope. Don't eat the figgy pudding. 
I don't want to tell myself anything. I feel like I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out. What? Yeah. I, I know I like set you up for something for you to answer, and I didn't have anything to yeah, say. Yeah, you just shit on it. I didn't I shit on it. thought my answer was good. It was good. It was a really good answer. Yeah. I've made growth even on this episode. Yeah, within 52 minutes, you did. 52 minutes and 11 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> I forgot to turn on the volume button after the intro. Actually, no, I will tell myself something. All right, go. Everything will be all right. That is true. Yeah, at the end of the day, end of the day it will be. At the end of the day, unless you get run over by a bus full of concrete on top of railroad spikes. Concrete like on the bus? In the bus. It's a bus full of concrete. I don't think you'll be okay after that. I think you'll be pretty messed up. It'll be pretty quick though, so I don't think I'll feel it. I don't know. Concrete. Well, how fast? Uh, could, 45. Could a bus work by? 45 miles an hour. And you're laying on a bed of railroad spikes upward. I'm already laying there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just laying there for your health. It's like acupuncture. In the middle of the street? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the middle of a busy bus row, road. That could be, that would be really bad. I don't think you'd be okay after that. That sounds like, what's it? David Blaine? Is that his name? Yeah. He would just make the bus disappear or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand magic. But anyway, um, if you made it. <laughs> no, I don't understand. Real quick before we go. Yeah, we're the only ones listening. Yeah, what's the deal with cold chills? I heard it's autism on TikTok. Have you ever seen someone have a cold chill and then not say cold, cold chill? chill? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a rule in my family. If you don't, cold chill, if you don't do that, you're like, you are right. Yeah, because if not, you good? it's like you're having like, like a, a mini seizure. Yeah, a medical emergency. Yeah, you're just sitting there like, da, da, da. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird that society Mesas have to say cold chill. Yeah, it's just a bunch of judgment going on. Yeah, um, that's all I got. If you guys made it to this point in the podcast, uh, comment down below if you say cold chill when you get a shiver. This is our longest in a long time. Yeah, well, we knew it was gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't say it. <laughs> right. I mean, we decided to talk about what needs to be talked about. <laughs> it's the important topics. Um, thank you guys for always listening to the J squared horror podcast. Thank you to lucky rigs, Jeff balance, trademark printing. You guys know who they are. Um, uh, don't know what we're covering next week, so we can't give you a look forward to, uh, but thank you to all that made it this far in this episode. And if you didn't, you're not going to hear this anyway. So as always, I'm Josh and I'm Jake. This is the J squared horror podcast. You guys have a great week and remember it's hip. To be square.